welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hello and welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and boy, do we have a show for you today. We're going to be talking about the films The BFG and Finding Joy. Today, we have a wonderful guest. You know her from Days of Our Lives as Bev Walters and also Trajectory from the hit series The Flash. Here to promote the film Dog Lover, which she is starring in, we have Allison Page. Thank you so much for being on the program. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. We are indeed as well. So uh, before we get into talking about Dog Lover, let's get to know you a little bit more. We men- I mentioned some parts you've played. but um, So how did you get introduced to acting and what made you stay? I started off as a dancer my whole life. I, I think the first time I was on a stage was when I was three years old. So I grew up performing and uh, being in front of an audience. And I would say around 17 is when I made the transition from dancing to acting, doing a little hip hop pilot that was pitched to Disney. And I fell in love with it and stuck it out. And here you are today doing some wonderful work, might I add. You've, your Thank resume you. is quite impressive. One of the movies you're doing right now and you're promoting is Dog Lover, which looks Amazing. I really want to, I can't wait to go check it out, which is out on July 8th and DVD July 12th. Let's talk about this film. Now, I understand this is based off a true story. So um, what kind of research did you go into for the pre-production of this film? And is there an, a real Sarah Gold that you are portraying? So Sarah Gold, this is, it's based off of a true story, but the actual dog lover itself, it was written, is fictional. So Sarah Gold mm-hmm. is not an actual person that I'm portraying. But she does have the same fight as I know a lot of activists out there have. So she, she mm-hmm. kind of represents a group of people. But I definitely had to do my research before signing on. I'm a huge advocate for rescuing and, and going to your local shelter and getting a pet if you're interested. So to take on a story about the world of breeding, I definitely had to do my research first. And uh, in doing that, you know, I was not only... It's not just one story that this is sort of based off of. There's one main uh, gentleman story, but there's a few other circumstances that we also were educated about where similar issues have happened. And, you know, Mm -hmm. what I learned mainly is that there are responsible dog breeders out there who love their animals, do their job by the book, follow all the laws and regulations, and they are animal lovers and animal people. And if you want a purebred dog, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with these responsible breeders. The problem is, is that they're being lumped into the same category as these awful, awful puppy mill breeders who are mm-hmm. horrible people and have their animals in horrible conditions. And those people should be stopped and punished. But they're sort of being lumped into the same category. And, and I found that that wasn't fair. And I wanted to sort of be a voice for that for those people. And that's what's interesting about this film, because it, sh- it sheds light to a different side of, right. of animal rights and this kind of misunderstanding, which it looks like you do some pretty good detective work in here with some spy <laughs> cams. So it looks like you have, you have a lot of fun and some great actors in here. So you mentioned you're an advocate for animal rights. So what would you say your first, imp- well, keeping that in mind, what were your first impressions of reading the script and the character that you portray? I definitely, I understood her fight. I understood. I like the aspect of that. She kind of gets stuck at a crossroad of doing what her job is asking her to do and doing the moral right thing. As as a human being, I like to think that I always try and do the right thing. And <laughs> but sometimes, you know, we're faced with hard decisions of making it to the top and at what cost. And so when I read the script. It, 
I was sort of blown away that this had actually happened to somebody, the same sort of mm-hmm. circumstances. And at the end of the day, the, the thing that suffered the most, the things that suffered the most were these innocent animals. And that, I don't care what side of the fence you're on or what you okay. believe in, the animals should be the number one concern always, whether you're a breeder or a rescuer, whatever, whatever you believe in, the concern and their care should always be number one. So it was really hard for me to know that this had actually happened to these innocent animals. And so her fight became a little bit more strong for me. And that's what's great about film, because I feel like what films need to capture is empathy. Mm-hmm. And for you to empathize with characters and their struggles, and this film seems like it does that, and it's so. Please go check it out if you if you are a dog lover, and yeah. if you're a huge animal rights fan, you you need to go see this film because it seems like it does tackle all these fascinating topics. What would you say were more the challenges of filming this, whether it's performance or production wise? I would say uh, the biggest challenge that came up was actually working with one of the horses. Uh, there's a very important scene where. Jason is is on the horse and he actually ended up sort of freaking out the horse and Jason's in the saddle and I'm on the back of the horse bareback and the elements the weather elements freaked him out and he just started bucking he wanted us off and I have never been scared of animals but for the first time in my life I was on this powerful creature who did not want me on him anymore so it was very challenging (laughs) and very scary to sort of get the nerve to get back on the horse but Jason took care of it and he really took control of the animal and kept us safe but not a horse not wanting you on his back was definitely a big challenge. <laughs> I could only imagine. I wouldn't want to lug people around all day, and I would feel like I would get tired about that. Right, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today's sponsor is Gibby from Shout Factory out on DVD. We're going to be talking about the films The BFG and Finding Dory. We're going to continue our interview with Allison Page uh, talking about the film Dog Lover. So a filmmaker, forget who, once said, never work with animals and children. Now, I can kind of dis- I can disagree with I can agree a little bit with that because I've tried to work with some cats for filming. But right. this film, well, as the title implies, has a lot of dogs and a lot of dogs who are the stars of this film. So working with all these animals besides the horse, what was that like? I mean, even the horse. I, I am such a huge animal lover. Since I was a kid, I have just always had such a love for animals. I would have a hundred of them if I had land and a farm. Um, it was, if anyone, for anyone who knows me, all my closest friends and family know that this was sort of a dream role for me because of how much I loved animals. Getting to wake up every day and work with dogs and also shooting in Petaluma. There was a lot of cows and goats and chickens and it was just a dream come true. I would, I would be surrounded by all those animals every day if I could so I loved it wake up in the morning and just be smothered with dogs I can just only imagine that's just (laughs) sounds like a fun day that's a great job right there I agree (laughs) living the dream so regarding film and animals in film what do you feel like we're still trying to teach people with animal rights I mean this film does tackle topics but what do you still feel like people still need to know I just want people to to sort of take away from this that like not everything is so black and white and we live in a world where everyone likes to stand on their soapbox and be right and shout at the top of their lungs their point of view but sometimes there's this gray area that exists and I just want to keep progressing the treatment of animals and how we treat them and whether you're a vegetarian or not a vegetarian or a pet owner or not a pet owner there are so many innocent animals out there that are being mistreated that need homes that need help that need donations and care and I just want people to 
help be active in helping these innocent creatures and keeping them safe and the people that are mistreating them let's work on finding them harsher punishments more restrictions Mm -hmm. to make sure that these animals are being treated properly because they're innocent and we have to be their voice totally agree and i i'm very happy that you're passionate about this because um because your passion certainly does show when talking about this film so did that influence your um performance not only with your fellow not only as your own character but with your fellow actors in this absolutely i mean i worked with cast members michael king and his wife own they run a rescue an amazing Mm -hmm. rescue um and jason is very passionate about animals i worked with a group of people that we all are animal people all of us have pets and dogs and cats and and so yeah, I loved being able to give a voice. Anytime I can give a voice to these animals that don't have one, it's it's very rewarding for me because animals are what remind us that true love and unconditional love exists. And so when they're being mistreated, it's it, nothing quite affects me more than that. Now, what were some of the highlights with filming with your fellow actors in this film that you can share with us? So I just, this was like a family for me. Allie, our producer, Allie Afshire, and Ashley Parker Angel, and I, we all were actually in acting class together at a studio called Scott Sedita for a few years. So it was so nice to be able to, um, and Michael, and we all got to work together and and come together as Scott Sedita alumni and, and these people that I got to be, oh, can you hear my own dog barking? <laughs> See, there we go. Look at that. <laughs> Someone walked past the window. So that was super rewarding to get to work with these three guys that I had been in class with and, and uh, looked up to so much as stu- fellow students. That was super rewarding for me. And Leah Thompson, getting to work with her, she is just not only an incredible artist, but an incredible woman. And I look up to her so much. And getting to work side by side with her was a truly incredible experience. And I'm so grateful. And I just want to be friends with her forever because she's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. Once I saw Leah Thompson, I'm like, really? Oh, my gosh. Because I I love her work. She she has, again, another impressive resume. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, films are a big family. And it's happy to be in a one big happy family especially with people who are passionate alongside you with this subject matter and again it's passion creates this wonderful film and i can't wait to go check it out so thank you so much allison for talking about dog love thank you for having me it's been a pleasure so if you guys please go check out the film it comes out july 8th and on dvd july 12th go check it out this show is sponsored by go do it yes even the dog's the dog was barking to advocate for it. Go, go. This this show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory. It's out on DVD now. I'm your host, Keeper Blake Slee. Let's take a break. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? 
Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking to Allison Page from Dog Lover. It was a wonderful interview. We're going to continue the show talking about the BFG and Finding Dory. Right now, we have Bison from Santa Fe, New Mexico, who was 11 and a half. Thank you very much, Bison, for being on the program. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, then. So let's get right into it. BFG. This film, I just went to see it, and I am absolutely blown away. I was very impressed by this film. It's Steven Spielberg, a Disney production. It's based on a Roald Dahl book, which I, I grew up reading Roald Dahl. I loved his work. He is he just had such peculiar stories from Matilda to Charlie Chocolate Factory. What were your impressions from this film, Bison? I also love this film because, like you, I had, I've been reading reading a lot of Roald Dahl's books. I just recently read the BFG before I saw the film, and I loved it. I think the film was even better. I just loved the moral of the story. Like, it was so you could have hope, acceptance, and friendship all throughout your life, no matter how big or small. Agreed. Now, what's also interesting about this film, it's it's been a while since Steven Spielberg has tackled back to, to I believe, his roots. His roots was magic and whimsical. May it show the magic of cinema from E.T. to Close Encounters to uh, to even Hook. And this film kind of brought him back to I to some of his roots. And I'm very excited to see him tackle that because it is visually stunning. So um, what did you think about the special effects in this film? I think the special effects were great, how they merged the actors with the animated giants and scenery. And uh, what do you think about the cinematography as well? Oh, well, I think the cinematography was great. I love the scenery that they chose, like in London, England, the orphanage and how all the buildings were stone and stuff. It was great. Yeah, it felt like it just leaped off the pages of a, of a children's book. It really did. And the actors, my word, I cannot 
tell you how much I just thought Mark Rylance, who played the BFG, is the perfect person to play as because he has such an expressive face, and you you really empathize with this character. So tell us about what you thought about the acting. Well, I think the acting was great. Ruby Barnhill, who is Sophie, the main character. Yes. Um, I think she was a great actor for this movie because she was so emotional. It was as if she truly was her character or is her mm-hmm. character. And I think it's cool how the cinematographers... I love how the cinematographers, how they merged everything. Like I said, yeah, I think the actor's acting was great. Agreed, and it, it's not easy to say this dialogue because with Roald Dahl's dialogue in his books, they're, they're quite strange words. They're like the Frogler or some uh, something like the Schnozberries from Charlie Chocolate Factory. They're, they're not easy words. And when an actor says his dialogue from these words, I mean, it sounds kind of ridiculous, These uh, the lines they say, but the two actors make it work. Some parts, it's just like you have to get, you have to get used to hearing Gizzo Gulper. Or manhunger, or child chewer—all those weird names and phrases. It's not easy to kind of weave that into a narrative, and they did a great job doing that. So, what would you think is your favorite part in this film? My favorite part of this film was when Sophie and the BFG mm-hmm. jump through a lake at a top of at the top of a mountain, yes. and how it's weird like the gravity like changes and they're in a dream world where there's a bunch of dreams it's where they begin from a giant tree agreed yeah steve steven spielberg literally brings dreams to life it's it's a beautiful scene it is by far so imaginative of how they create that scene it's just beautifully done so what would you say about the how how the story is told because this is this again based off a children's children's book and i you said you read the book so how did you feel like they they took the story and made it into a cinematic narrative i think they did a great job compared to other movies <laughs> that i've seen mm-hmm. yeah they they just saw steven spielberg he always does a great job no matter what movie he's doing and what genre yeah. totally agree i feel like this film is like his it's it's like rinton in a way um the adventures of rinton because it's a perfect combination of uh stop motion sorry motion capture with Mark Rylance, but also it's just this whole feeling of the Rinton's action adventure and this one's whimsical. It's just, it's one of those nice films just to sit down and just watch to, it's just to enjoy. You just, it's an enjoyable film. It makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. That's how great this film is. So what would you, um, what did you believe about that? Did you feel like that's, uh, it's one of Spielberg's best? Yeah, I think it was one of his best magical movies. Mm-hmm. Like he does, he's a great director for this film. It's just his type of genre that he loves, I think. So yeah. Okay, uh, so. So, uh, what would you say that is is your favorite character in this film? Well, my favorite character would have to be the flesh lump eater, the kind of leader of the giants. Mm-hmm. It was just so funny how he acted and stuff, because I found out that the not-so-friendly giants had a fear of water, and when it would rain, they'd cry and stuff. It was funny, I thought. Yeah, no, it, it really was. I felt like those giants, those ones are really creepy. They're... They did freak me out a lot of times, and they only got that kind of Cockney accent. They were just talking like that, just that really kind of thick accent. And it's, it's that does. I'm sorry for my accent. I sound, I sound Australian there for a minute, but you know what I mean. The the actors in here just do a great job, especially because motion capture is. I believe that's how they did it. I could be wrong. For the people who say I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but I believe that's motion capture that they did for the BFG. They just make the actors so expressive. 
with also the combination of CG. So, uh, what would you say, is anything that you didn't like about the film? Or did you find it was weaker, I should say? I really think that this film for me as a child was great. But I don't know, maybe other people have different opinions, but my opinion is that it was pretty much perfect. It is. It's one of those just, like, pleasant films. So, uh, what else did you like about the film? I really liked how it was so action-packed and full of amazing scenery. There was really not one part of the film that I had found myself bored or not interested. There were just so many beautiful scenes and and heart-stopping stunts that made it so exciting. So, these two characters, Sophie and the BFG, they really take this story by the wheel, and they just steer us into a wonderful journey. So, what did you think about the interaction between the two characters? In the movie, it said, well, Sophie said that she never really had a best friend or a friend. And when she met the BFG and they started to get along real well, I just really liked how it was like how Steven Spielberg, how he how he could have a child, have a friendship with another humane character like in E.T.'s Great Adventure. Agreed. Now, there is rumors that Mark Rylance may be the first uh, actor to be nominated for a a motion capture, a motion motion capture performance, and that would be fascinating if they could do that because most of those Andy Serkis is a great motion capture um, actor, and now Mark Rylance is getting his claim to fame with that too. So that's fa- wonderful. So how many stars would you give this film? I'd give this film five out of five giant stars. Giant stars, and what would your age recommendation be? I think ages. 8 to 18, although I know adults would also like this because my mom loved it. Uh, I really think that any age will love it. Well, there is some some scenes that are a little bit tense, but other than that, I feel like it brings the child out of all of us. So thank you so much, Bryson, for talking about BFG. It is in theaters now, so please go check it out. This show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory, out on DVD now. Let's take a break. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we just got done talking about the BFG with Bison and also a wonderful interview with Allison Page from The Dog Lover. Right now, we have Morgan, who's 11 and a half, also from Southern California, who's going to give us a different take on the BFG. Now, my opinions are the same as the last segment, so Morgan, what did you think about this movie? I really loved this movie because it showed such depth and it was really great because you really, I actually found myself crying and laughing with the rest of the people in the movie theater and that's how much this movie has drawn us into it. You literally can feel all the emotions and it's just so wonderful and it was just a fantastic film and yet another amazing film to add to Steven Spielberg's resume because he is such a great director and i love the way that he played out this movie and this film and i really liked that again i totally agree i mean the emotions it really is an emotional film because of how the actors portray their characters it's just mark rylan's just with those big brown eyes he just makes me want to weep every time so uh, what did you think about the acting in this film OMG, the acting is extraordinary because Ruby Barnhill, who plays Sophie, she had to make up everything in her mind because it was CGI. So she'd be like, okay, I have to think of BFT. What's the difference between the two of us? What would he look like? How tall is he? Okay, I know that I'm supposed to be in this film, in this area. How big is everything else going to be? How should I do this? How should I do that? And I really do enjoy her acting. And she just did an incredible job because of everything that she did. Know that, but we also do have so many other characters, like Mark Rylance, who is the BFG. He is fascinating and remarkable, and he's actually kind of uh, funny. He's a top-notch actor, too. 
and you can tell that he is kind and he sticks to what he believes in and his character shows that as well and i think that that was really cool and that's just extraordinary that they had a cast like that including penelope wilton who plays the one the only queen of england and she was perfect and i bet the queen herself would bow down to her because i would have in her presence because she was simply fantastic of playing such a character for england Indeed, yeah, this this film really did capture a lot of the magic from Roald Dahl's book and story. So what are you a fan of Roald Dahl? Have you read any of his material? I have read a couple of his books. I've read Matilda, and this year I am planning during the summer to read the BFG. Fantastic. So the film got you into a new Roald Dahl book. Yes, no, he's fantastic. I, I love Roald Dahl. He's one of my favorite children's but, um, children writers because he just wrote such amazing stories and they're just they're, they're different there's nothing like them Charlie H. Rock, The Factory, Matilda, BFG they're all wonderful now what did you think about the visuals in here because they're just spectacular the CGI and the visuals were just award winning really they really enhanced this film and the scale between humans and giants has been done before many of times but this film was just extraordinary with all the details that they put into it. And the thought and details that they showed in every scene captivated you into believing that you were in this new world. And this is simply fantastic how they did that. And the giants, you know, the dream country and giant country all come to life. And I really just enjoyed how they had all these different things going on and they showed all these different graphics in this amazing world and that was really just extraordinary indeed ah oh, i again steven spielberg just knows how to capture the magic and whimsy in cinema he just makes he just makes everything put on screen just amazing whether it's action and seeing american history he's just such a diverse director who's done so many genres and so many different types of films that it's nice to bring him back to that kind of whimsical magic that he's he was known for doing in the beginning. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're talking about Finding Dory, the BFG, and we're going to continue our conversation with Morgan about the BFG. So, uh, Morgan, I cut you off. So, um, what were you going to say? Uh, yes, I agree with you. They're simply memorable, and they're one of those places that you'll actually wishing really existed, or does it exist somewhere? And that is simply amazing how we can captivate audiences like that. Because, heck, I would like to go into giant country or dream country. I don't know about giant country, though. I think I don't think I want to mess with the child chewer. I don't think I want to mess with them. I'd rather go into dreamland. Uh, but what would you say is your favorite character in this film? I'd have to say it's actually really hard to pick a favorite character because we have different actors, but it's mainly about these two characters, Sophie, who's Ruby Barnhill, and then we have BFG, who's Mark Rylance. And it's really hard to pick a favorite because they both did a fantastic job, and you really can tell their emotions and everything just by looking at their faces and their eyes, and then you are like, you can just see it. And that's amazing when an actor can really do that because that shows how much in character they are and how well they can be able to play a part, which is very hard to do. And for them to do this, especially Sophie, and she has to do this by herself, basically, was yes. simply fantastic. No, um, 
the actress plays Sophie, which is Ruby Bonehill. She does a fantastic job. They went through a lot of child actors to find Sophie. And Spielberg is, just knows how to cast right people. And Ruby Barnhill does a great job in this because she's, again, as I mentioned before, it's not easy to deliver some of these lines because they do sound ridiculous, but from saying them out loud. But they just managed to give it the right amount of emotion and drama and even a little bit of comedy to create a great performance and interaction she does. And boy, is Sophie's character just smart in this. I mean, she's just running around, finding different ways to crawl over these giant objects. It's just, she's a very admirable character. Strong-wielded. So what would you say is your favorite scene in the film? My favorite scene where I actually have quite a few, but my favorite scene is probably when VFG gives the queen her assistants, the guards, crazy dogs, Sophie, and everyone in the room a taste of his favorite drink. And then everyone in the room starts whiz-popping. It is just hysterical. I love this scene, and everyone in the theater, you could nobody could stop laughing, really. And you could ju- you just joined right along with them. And the dogs in this scene are ridiculously entertaining when they skid along the floor while tooting away. And it's just hysterical. Everybody else was flying up in the air. It was like one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Indeed. It was one of the more children's book aspect of the film, the whiz-popping scene. I mean, that's stuff for the kids. And yeah, it was pretty funny. The delivery of it was pretty funny, especially with the BFG interacting in the castle of all the foods and him interacting to coffee. It was pretty funny. It's it's one of those. This film has a good combination of whimsy, with drama, with a little bit of comedy in it. It's just a perfect combination of emotions to for the whole family to enjoy. So, uh, what would you say is the age range for this film? I'd have to say the age range for this would probably be ten and up, because. This is actually, I think it's more of a drama than a comedy, to tell you the truth. And it's with—it's actually really good, but the giants might scare the kids a little bit because, you know, they're very scary and they're very realistic, which might have the kids scared. And then other than that, I'd say that this is a really great film for 10-year-olds and up because teenagers and adults will love it and it will really bring them into this amazing seen in this world of Steven Spielberg and everybody else. And this will bring them into that world as well, which I really hope that everybody can see this film. Agreed. It's such a great film to go check out. Please go check it out. I would agree. There's some parts in there. I even got scared of the giants. They freaked me out a little bit. They're they're not the most pleasant-looking characters, but they they do... they, They get their job done. They're pretty scary. And... But I feel like kids can still enjoy and family will still have fun the kids can enjoy the comedy or some of the the comic relief but also enjoy the whimsical parts and i feel like adults would also enjoy bringing back to being a kid i like those films where adults can just be brought back into being a child because that's what films do we bring you in they bring you into worlds bring you into different worlds and stories and characters that you can empathize and just be a part of now uh what would you say is there were as i mentioned for the last segment i want your opinion on this is that Mark Rylance may be nominated for his, maybe the first actor to be nominated for a motion capture performance. And that's interesting because there were some other great performances like the king, I believe, of motion capture, which is Andy Serkis. For for Mark Rylance to be the first nominated, that what do you think about that? I think that's simply a great honor. I would actually love to be nominated for that as well. But he definitely does deserve it because... 
this is probably a hard character to portray as well because I agree with what you said. These words are sometimes hard to say. You really have to connect with the characters. And I don't know if Mark Rylance got to meet Sophie or not until the premiere. But even if he didn't, he just really does deserve this because he had to imagine what she was like as well. And I think that this is simply fantastic. And I think that he does deserve it. He does, and hopefully open the gate to more actors in motion capture because an actor who can pull that off, showing that much expression with all, and as a character, is just deserves an award. And uh, besides, Mark Rylance is, is a wonderful actor, and so is Andy Serkis. So maybe uh, we'll see. Hopefully it opens the door for some people. Well, thank you so much, Morgan, for talking about BFG. It's been a pleasure. And also, how many stars would you give this film, like I need to ask? I have to give this... Five out of five dream-catching stars. Dream-catching stars. Well, giant dream-catching stars. Well, perfect. Well, thank you very much for talking about it. This film is out in theaters now. Please go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory, out on DVD. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Welcome back to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions. We just got done talking about the BFG and also our wonderful interview with Allison Page for The Dog Lover. We're going to continue the show and wrap it up with Triana and Bison talking about the wonderful film that's getting critical acclaim and box office booming. It's just getting so much Finding Doi. So, uh, Triana, thank you very much for joining us. Hey, I'm welcome to be here. She's also from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, and she is 12 years old. Now, uh, Triana, tell me about what you thought about Finding Doi, because I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I thought Finding Doi was really good. Like, I really enjoyed it. I, also, I thought it was going to be kind of related to Finding Nemo, but it was totally different. Like, it had a whole different concept, and it just made me feel like family is everything. Agree. I found it hard the first time I saw it because it was really nothing like the first film because the first film was like a road trip journey through the ocean. And this one was more of a had a different way of telling a story and had a definitely a different message. And so that's I think that's nice to have a sequel that's totally different and gives you a different feeling. And it surely is a fantastic film. So, uh, Bison, what did you think of this film? I thought this film was way better than the original Finding Nemo. Hmm. I still really liked Finding Nemo. It had great animation. But I think the story and moral of Finding Dory, I think it was uh, better. Now, I will respectfully disagree. I, I particularly like the first one, which is a little better. But to be honest, to compare these two films, like the first film, Finding Nemo and Finding Dory, you can't really do that because... It's the two different films with two different stories and messages. And I feel like they, they both leave you with different feelings. So I like the first film for its for a different reason than I do like for Finding Dory. Finding Dory did have a better message, but Finding Nemo, I just felt like for the innovation of animation and just the, the story itself, kind of just like exploring the ocean, it's just I enjoyed it a lot. But I enjoyed that, but... I still love Finding Dormy. I think it's fantastic. So, uh, what did you think about, Triana, the message of this film? Because it is quite different. Um, so, Triana, what did you think about the message? I thought the message was totally different from Finding Nemo. So, it's basically, it basically just tells that, like, family is basically everything, like I also said. And, like, it just made me feel like, even though, even if you can't, like, find your family, just know that they're always there. And there's always a way to do something. Yes, and they also tackle a lot about... Um, people with disabilities, because Dory, as we know, has short-term memory loss, and how she c- kind of lives with it. And it's Ellen DeGeneres is a wonderful actress, and she she is Dory. I mean, I don't see any, I don't see Ellen DeGeneres. I see Dory, and it's interesting because almost all the characters have a disability of some sort. The octopus only has seven tentacles. Um, Bailey is has uh, is nearsighted. The beluga has a has a headache and can't really use his sonar. Uh, is so what sonar? Well, I think it's sonar. But still, they just each one of the characters has some sort of disability, but all of them learn how to live with it. And I think it's interesting that Doi's parents have uh, will find Doi's parents how they kind of raised her to live with it. I won't give anything away, but it's just the message. You don't know what the message is going to be in the beginning. That's something that the first movie, Finding Nemo, did, um, did, didn't did have. You kind of know what the message is going to be in the beginning. And in, for in Finding Dory, this message is a strong and quite impactful message. 
And it's you don't see any of those types of films dealing with that. So, um, Bison, wh- um, what did you think about the message? Or did I you think, find see something I, else? Yeah, um, it was it really explained life that things don't really always come so easy, and some of the most rewarding experiences are the most challenging. That's an interesting point. Interesting message from there. I didn't particularly get that, but I, I can see where you're coming from, definitely, because Dory has goes through a um, goes through a lot of trials and tribulations through this film trying to find a family and yeah but also what this film did have that the first film didn't really have is comedy i feel like this film was funnier i don't know why it was just funnier and then the first film the first film finding nemo was was funny but this one was i found myself laughing out loud so what did you guys what triana let's start with you what do you think about the comedy in this film Um, i thought the comedy was like like, I just thought it was, like, so good. Like, I really was, like, laughing the edge of my seat. And even though, like, it was about family and other things, they also added, like, a lot of comedy to make it make you more into it and, like, enjoy the film much more. Because Finding Nemo, even though it had, like, comedy, it wasn't as much, and it made me not as love the film as much as I do with Finding Dory. So I think it was brilliant that they put in the hilarious moments. Agreed. And, yeah... With, with a character that has short-term memory loss, you think the joke will get old, but it's just the inner, it's the interaction. It's not the thing that she has short-term memory loss. It's the interaction between characters with that with, um, with the memory loss that makes it funny. And it just, it's kind of like that who's on first kind of segment. Like, she keeps forgetting, she keeps forgetting what's happening. Like, oh, you want this band? No. Wait. This band? No, it's just like, it's just this back and forth, which is just hilarious. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory. We're going to continue our conversation with Triana and Bison about Finding Dory. Now, uh, Bison, what did you think about the comedy in this film? Well, I thought the comedy in this film, like you said, I, I don't know why, but I think it just, it made me laugh more. And like you said, the interaction with the other people with the other um, characters, just made it so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it, it was also funny how Dory would remember these random facts that she doesn't really know where she remembers them from. And I don't want to give too much away, but <laughs> it's just really funny. I would agree. Now, there's one thing I did not mention, which is, we're going to get back on this topic, but before the film, there was the classic Pixar shorts. And I'm so excited. Every time Pixar comes out of a film, I'm so excited for those shorts. Did you by any chance, both of you, see the sa- the Pixar short Sandpiper? Um, Triana? Sandpiper. There was a Pixar short in the beginning of the film. Uh, I want to talk about that briefly. So, did you see it? Oh, yes. I saw that. And, um, Bison, did you see Sandpiper? Yes, I did. So, let's talk about that briefly. So, um, Triana, what did you think about that short? At first, I, 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 when I first saw that part, I thought I, like, walked into, like, a different movie theater or something. Like, I thought I was... <laughs> I was a little bit confused. I was like, wait, what's going on? And then I realized, like, oh, that's part of the film when the film started coming on. But I actually kind of enjoyed that part. Like, I thought it was just, like, another part of the film that's also enjoyable with Finding Dory. Uh, agreed. And, uh, Bison, what did you think about the short? Well, I loved it. I really liked how even the comedy in that short, it was really funny with that uh, baby um, Sandpiper. Uh, yeah, the baby Santa so Piper, yeah. Yeah, it was just so funny how um how she was scared of things and she just wanted food, really. Now, I I think this is one of my favorite Pixar shorts because the animation was by far the most beautiful because of just every grain of sand was just 
it just was so gorgeous how they how they messed how they um, animated water in the sand. It was by far the most beautiful beautiful Pixar short I've ever seen. My favorite still being Day and Night from Toy Story Three. I still love that's one of my favorite Pixar shorts ever. But um, no, I just had to briefly talk about that because that's that was truly an amazing short by Pixar. As always, they're just wonderful with their shorts. Let's go back to the film. I mentioned animation, so let's talk about the animation in this film. So, um, um, Bison, what did you think about the animation? Well, I think the animation in this film, you know, it just had that classic feeling from Finding Nemo and Toy Story. It was great animation, and it kind of had a smooth texture, but they did, the animators didn't go into too much detail. But it just gave me that good feeling of when I had first seen Finding Nemo. and I, had I would definitely agree. So, uh... Um, Bison, how many stars would you give this film? I'd give this film 5 out of 5 Amazing Starfish. Uh, definitely. And um, Triana, what would you say the age range for this film is? I would say the age range is 5 from 18. 5 to 18, I would definitely agree because it's great for the whole family to enjoy. Well, thank you so much, Triana and Bison, for talking about The Finding Dory. It's been a pleasure. You're welcome. It's a pleasure speaking with you. Yes, indeed. So please go check out Finding Dory if you haven't already. It's a great film. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. If you want to check out more red carpet interviews and reviews of the latest films and DVD releases, go to www.kidsfirst.org to check out everything we have there. Also, check out our webpage to read our blogs from our juries. We write blog- we write topics about films, and the latest one is from our very own Willie Jones, who just wrote a blog about film musicals. It's simply marvelous. Please go read them to check it out. We, re- we really work hard on them. Um, that's our show for tonight. Uh, I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and thank you for listening. This show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory, out on DVD. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.